0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. And I'm Val. And we are missing Tracy tonight. Uh, He will not be able to be with us tonight. It seems like this month of July has been one where we're always missing at least somebody from (laughs) our team, which has been too bad. Yeah, I
1: feel like it's just been a crazy world. and, And like March, April, May we're like the longest months of the year and now like July hit us and it's just, it's, we're trying to catch up with everything that's been going on. And so, yeah, it's been July has been weird. It doesn't feel like July. My daughter, my teenage daughter told me today, she's like, it's almost August. And this has been the most unsummery summer I've ever experienced. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. Very true. Like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, especially as, as we've gone through a couple of holidays, we have the fourth and then we have the local holiday here in Utah on the 24th. It didn't feel the same at all. You know, there weren't the same outdoor festivities. There was no parades, like all of that stuff was just a lot less. And so it's felt very weird for July and and very busy. I think all of us, we, we all have day jobs, right? And those have all been (laughs) been busy this month with all sorts of craziness. I have
1: a morning job. I don't know if I'd call it a day job, but
0: well, <laughs> sure. But you've had some extra stuff come in there. You were last week on set for a movie. How did that go? Yeah.
1: So I was going to talk about that a little bit today. So I got uh, the chance and I have to say, I have a little bit of uh, some JJ Abrams going on here. I um, like it tonight. I like Here's it. My little lens where I figured because we were talking about crouching tiger, hidden dragon, it was a little more dramatic, that I shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I would I would get a little more dramatic background, but so I had the opportunity <laughs> to be <laughs> to like be it. on a, a Hallmark movie, which you know, Hallmark movies are my favorite,
0: right? They're yeah. so well, uh, they're everyone's. I mean, they're the the pinnacle of of quality, and anyway, they're fun.
1: I understand that why people like them, and I understand sure. that more now than ever because I've been like watching the same movies over and over for the past two months because they're my happy happy safe place. So I get why people like arc movies. I've just never been into them. But I really wanted to be on the set to see what filming has been like lately. And I know in a couple of weeks we'll get to talk to Marshall Moore about this a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually got a rapid COVID test that morning, which oh, told wow. me within 15 to 20 minutes if I had COVID or not. So they're available, they're out there and they're on movie sets. And all I had to do was prick my finger and fill this little test up with blood. And then they knew if I had COVID or not, I'm sure they're probably more expensive than getting like, Mm -hmm. you know, up the nose. Um, And then they took everyone's temperatures a few times before you were allowed on set and everyone had to wear masks and we all brought our own chairs so that we would just take our chairs with us everywhere. It was our area. Um, and then this was what was kind of the, the most fun is we're in Provo. We're shooting mm-hmm. a Christmas movie in the middle of July. It's mm-hmm. 98 degrees outside and I've got five la- layers of clothing on.
0: That sounds miserable. Plus
1: my mask. And they say, the, the director says rolling and then he says masks off. So everybody puts their mask in their pocket and then he says action. And then cut masks back on. And then they're making snow, which I'd never seen, like, how movie makes snow before. So it was so cool. Um, That's awesome. And the back of my head is going to be in this movie at least seven times. And so okay. when Christmas comes, when they start doing it, it's called um, Ivy and Holly. Okay. And, of course, there is a bakery on this road. I was exiting a bridal shop. So all the things that you think about in a Hallmark movie. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Exactly yep. what you, you, Small you would bakery.
1: expect. Yeah. All the things. So, um, but this is what I was a little bit, I feel like, I know Hallmark isn't like a huge budget, but I feel like Hallmark Christmas movies is a pretty decent budget. And when they had us go to lunch, we had to carry our chairs like a block to where lunch was, which is fine, whatever. Right. But then when we got there, they had all of the crew under tents with tables and chairs, like how you would usually be at a, on a movie set. We sat in the sun with our own chairs, eating out of our laps. And we're the ones in like all the hot clothes. Yeah. So I went and ate in my because I was just like, what?
0: Yeah, that's surprising. You would think, I mean, there's got to be some kind of health concern or something like safety concern. If you're out in the heat in all of those layers, yeah. like they can't just expect you to sit for a half hour extra. I, just I mean,
1: felt I've been, been on independent film sets here in Utah with no budget where all it was was we can feed you if you show up. And I feel like we had better accommodations (laughs) than this. So that was, I was kind of like, what the heck? Cause we're going to get sunstroke. So I was like, no. So I carried my stuff up to my car and I ate in my car and then Mm -hmm. went back, you know, to where we needed to be. And then it was funny because then when we got back, I had already been in a scene. And then when we got back, I had to be in another scene. And by this time I have a sweater on, I have a um, ski like um, vest on with the big hood.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: then they gave me my big jacket that is, go- you can wear it in 20 below and feel toasty. They told me mm-hmm. to put that
0: on. Okay, just for you know, good measure.
1: I think I lost seven pounds.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's a nice <laughs> side <sweat>. benefit, right? <laughs> um, you posted the picture of yourself on set uh, and you had your mask on and you had the hood up and everything. You looked great. But I thought, Thanks. you know, when winter hits, these masks aren't going to look that weird anymore. It's just going to look like we're trying to stay warm. It just looks like yeah, part of the I mean, outfit honestly, now.
1: Our faces Yeah, our faces are going to be super happy about it. Um, yeah. but I did, it was really funny because there were kids on the set and in the instructions that said, no matter how cute the kids are, don't touch the kids because like COVID, like you all need to stay six feet apart, but don't be like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Like, and I was yeah. like, isn't that just a regular rule? Like, no, like don't touch yeah. other people's kids regardless, but I guess it's a thing. Like if a kid is really cute, you're like, oh, look how cute you are. I don't
0: yeah, know. Yeah. As, as a parent of a couple of kids. Um, I can tell you I appreciate it more when people, you know, keep their distance unless like it's someone that I know. Even pre-COVID, during COVID, post COVID, like there just are a lot general, of girls out there, all, there. And I yeah. just don't know. And there you. were a
1: couple there were a couple of like grandmas on the set, yeah. so I could see how they would be like, you know, they're grandmas. So it's just but A mom, at the end of the day, they did pay us cash, which was really cool. That's never happened to me on a a set with that big of a production. They just paid us cash in a little doggy bag at the end of the day. I felt like it was like a drug deal on the Hallmark set.
0: Yeah, I'm never going to get back
1: back after this.
0: (laughs) Like I've I've heard of, anyway, that's an interesting way to pay. That's usually not a Hallmark film that pays that way, from what I understand. Well,
1: I think... I think with everything that's going on and all the paperwork and all that. So they just paid it. I was happy to get the cash.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. But,
1: um, because usually you get paid. Like if you've ever been an extra in a movie, you get paid like nine months later, you totally forgot you did the project. And by the time you get the check and the taxes are taken out of it, it was like you paid basically to be in the movie. Right. Um, but you know, it all was really fun. But like this lady said, you were so good. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, thank you. And she's like, you didn't touch your mask. Like one time I thought she was talking about my impeccable acting, but really she was talking about how I never fidgeted with my mask. And she's like, how do you do it? And I said, well, I've been wearing one for four months. Like since this all started, every time I leave my house, I put a mask on, but there's like a whole group of people out there who this is new to them. yeah. Like, (laughs) which, which is crazy to me
0: it it's crazy to me too. I know. I mean, I get it in the beginning. There was a lot of confusion about whether or not you should. Um, I know at the very beginning they said it doesn't do any good, so you don't need to. And then that switched a couple weeks later and it was, no, you really should. It cuts down on the yeah. spread. Um, and now it's in a lot of places now it's required. Um, and if you're doing something like a movie production, I'm sure they decide whether it's required or not. And so I think for no, a lot they of people
1: have, to have it, they don't get to decide. You don't get insurance. Yeah. Unless oh really? You, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so everybody on the movie set's got to do it, uh, which doesn't surprise me because I know there's a lot of guilds and unions that are involved with movie production, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but the people
1: from LA were double dipping.
0: Like they had two masks on.
1: They had the mask. They had uh-huh. the mask, and then they had the shield. Okay, like the directors and producers had double.
0: Well, that's the. That's the Disney cast member way from what I understand. A lot of cast members in, in Disney World are doing the the mask and the face shield. And I kind of figure if Disney is doing it, that's probably the right way to do it most of the time because they usually try to be pretty safe. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it. I think there's a lot of people that until they were required to do it, they didn't didn't do it. And I think that's interesting. I'm with you. I've been doing it for four months now and you just get used to it. Like I don't touch the, when I first started wearing it, it was a lot harder, but now it's just part of what you do when yeah. you go out. So not that so, yeah, we want to so turn this see- episode into a mask discussion at all. So please don't comment at all about whether you're pro no, or anti-mask. I did want to really bring
1: up that that's, if, I'm just happy that they're doing it. Cause I want to see all the yeah. rest of my movies that I, that to get made. So I feel like if Hallmark and this low budget Hallmark can do this, then hopefully the bigger budget films can do it. And we can see the movies we've been waiting for. Um, What sucks about it is that that night I left all of my winter clothes in my trunk because it was really late and somebody broke into my car and stole all of them. So when you watch the movie, you can see all of the clothes that I miss.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That that is just awful that someone would do that. Um, Just horrible. And I I know it's a sign of the times that we're in right now because there are so many people, like you mentioned, I know on one of your posts that it's broke people stealing from, you know, other broke people. And that's the way it is right now. None of us are in a great place financially, most of us yeah. anyway, from what's been going yeah. on. And there's a lot of desperation out there. Um, but still, that sucks. And I'm really yeah. sorry that happened. Yeah. Oh, just you know, what, it's there's okay. No way to-
1: hopefully, yeah, hopefully they'll enjoy it more than I do. I doubt it because I really enjoy my things, but. You know, that's at the end of the day, they're just things, and so you know, you know, it's, it is what it is. But you know, today we are talking about a movie that I think I was more excited about the idea of watching Mm -hmm. this movie again than I actually was about finishing the movie once I turned it on.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. I think um stealing is a good place to segue into this movie because that's a big plot point in the movie, right? Is Stealing yeah. the Sword. Um and of course we're talking about Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Yes, okay. I always feel yes. like I say it backwards, crouching, but I got it right.
1: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There's no and it, it's just Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
0: Yep. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, which a lot of people really, really like this movie. I remember watching it years ago when it came out and thinking I guess I don't get it. It's really boring. And I think it came out around 2000. So I was still a lot younger. And so when we talked about doing it, I thought, okay, this will be something interesting. I haven't watched it since then. Maybe it's time to revisit it. I'm a little bit more mature now. Maybe I'll get it more. Um, It was still really long and (laughs) boring. To be honest, I, I was, um, there were some great action sequences, the fight scenes in this, where they're doing the martial arts, is beautiful. It's more like watching a dance than an actual fight, and it's just stunning, but the story is long.
1: Yeah, I feel like when I watched it the first time, I absolutely loved it because I was so hungry for different films. I was only a few Mm -hmm. years at a film school, and so I was still kind of like snobby about movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And this movie came out, and I was just enamored with it, And it won 21 awards, like Academy Awards, BAFTA Awards, Golden Globe Awards, and a lot of mm-hmm. it was for the look of the movie. So it was a lot of the fight choreography, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the costumes, like all of that kind of stuff. It did win Best um, Foreign Language Film in a lot of different things. It won an MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. So, I mean, it hit, like... The mm-hmm. upscale, you know, movie awards, the indie movie awards, and even the pop culture movie awards, it kind of went all across, you know, the bandwidth of awards. And I think because it is, a, it is a well-made movie, however, you do have to be okay with a longer, slower movie, which when you yes. think of an action movie, you don't think longer and slower, you think faster and faster. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think when i watched this again um yesterday i was talking myself into finishing the film (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was like i mean i've seen it do i need to finish it it's taking so long and i was kind of disappointed in myself for thinking that because why don't i have the attention span for this three hour movie but i can watch Endgame over and over and over and over again
0: yeah i that's a good question and I don't know the answer because there's nothing in this film that I would be like, well, this is why it's just not a good movie. And I'm not saying it's not a good movie. It is a good no. movie. It's yeah. a well-made movie. Um, but it's boring. And I, it, it is. And I think it's just the style of storytelling is so different than what we're used to. Um, I mean, it is a foreign film. It comes from a different culture. And, and different cultures are going to tell stories in different ways. And I think just some of the ways that they did this, it was just hard in spots for me, but there were moments that made it worth it.
1: Do you think we would have thought the same way if we wouldn't be having this year? I kind of thought about this too, is that in, in when it came out, I thought it was perfectly fine. The, the timing, the length. And then now because each of our months feels like a year and days feel like weeks, do you think that that's kind of influencing what we want to watch right now?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. I'm sure it it is, but I would think that that would make me feel like this movie was less slow and less boring because I feel like I've, because things are going at kind of a slower pace, I feel like I've gained a little bit more patience with, with storytelling. Like I'm reading uh, the Lord of the Rings books again, which I love, but they are long books, but I feel like they're not as long as they used to be. Um, because I've got the time to sit down and listen or sit down and read. Um, and so I would think that it would make it less slow for me, but I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I think there's something there. I do think that what I want to watch is very different. Um, as we've gone through this, like I usually, maybe this is it. I usually want something now that's a little bit more of a pick me up, something that's going to make me feel happy. This movie does not make me feel happy. Like yeah, it, it the ending, the way it all comes together, like. It just doesn't, you know, um, and so maybe that's part of it. Like you keep hoping for that redeeming moment, uh, and I don't feel like it came for me.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think you have to be in the right place and time and mood for this movie. But regardless of what mood you're in, it's so beautiful, and the mm-hmm. amount of athleticism in these actors is absolutely crazy and that's why we picked it to be an action film because when this mm-hmm. movie came out we had seen some things in the matrix but it was not this beautiful when it came mm-hmm. to some of these special effects that didn't seem like special effects it just seemed like because they were so athletic you could actually bend your you know like yeah. gravity that way like it's it, it was so beautiful the way I feel like what they did was they, they, they moved the movie around the choreography. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's okay. We want to do this, this, and this, and now let's build kind of around it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, there's definitely something to that because the, the fight sequences are so central to the movie. Um, and, really it does feel like everything kind of leads up to the next fight scene. Uh, and then you kind of get a break in between where they kind of build up a little bit more of the story. And then you've got another fight scene. Um, and they're just incredible to watch. Uh, I mean, obviously a little bit of wire work done as they were flying across the roofs and stuff like that. But like you yeah. said, it's hard to tell where the athleticism and what they're able to do ends and where the special effects begin uh, in a lot of the scenes. I mean, the scene at the end um, where Jen and uh, is it Mumbai? I don't the, um, I was just there. Um, but, yeah. but the main guy and Jen are fighting in the trees. Like that's something that you just don't see in Western cinema, stuff like that, where they're balancing yeah. on the tree and they bend it down and they do this. And obviously there's a lot of special effects in that part, but, it's still done so well that you're buying into it on some level. And that's pretty incredible because really like I, the thought of watching two people fight in treetops that are that thin, it's like, okay, well that's obviously impossible, but you still believe it and you buy into it. And I thought, as I was watching it, like this reminds me of watching almost like a live action anime, like the stuff that you would see in an anime type movie and, but they brought it to life and that's pretty incredible. Minus
1: like all the weird grunting noises that they make in anime movies. That's true. They make really weird noises in those movies. I I can't, it takes me out of it. I'm sorry if you really love them, but it takes me out of it. And I have to say.
0: I'm I'm fine (laughs) with it. We, if, if you, want to uh, go back. We did a, an episode of stolen droids and it was actually about black Lives matter, black lives matter. But part of it, they talk about anime in there and uh, Zach brings that up and talks about it quite a bit in depth. So if you want to hear some good anime sounds, go watch that episode <laughs> of stolen droids. So
1: um, if you don't watch I have to say, don't the watch cast, it. The cast in this movie at the time were not very big, um, American mu- movie mm-hmm. stars, but they were big stars from their own culture. But now they're in a lot of uh, movies that we see here. Um, uh, and I have to say, like, uh, Chow Young Fat, um, Chang Chen, um, Michelle, I don't know how to say her last name, Yo. Michelle, is that oh, how you say it? Yo, yeah. And Zhang Zai. And even um, Natasha Liu—they're all bigger, way bigger stars now. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're—you know—the director of this film knew that they were big stars, but we didn't. So the fact that Ang Lee took this Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: and knew that it could be a crossover culture movie, you know, was so smart of him. And I actually like Ang Lee as a director. I think he is super smart when it comes to um action and choreography and storytelling um Mm -hmm. and i the cast is amazing but at the time when we saw it we most of us had never seen any of these actors before now michelle she had been in um things that you would remember her from um because she was in memoirs of a geisha which i love but that came i think after this movie but she was in tomorrow never dies before mm-hmm. this movie came out. So she was like a Bond girl. And then mm-hmm. she was in this. And then Memoirs of a Geisha. And then Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, she's just been in some really incredible movies. She's definitely a leading lady that I really like. In Crazy Rich Asians, she's like the mom you do not want to mess with. <laughs> My
0: God, she scared me in that movie. <laughs> Which makes sense, really. Um, yeah. So... And, and Chow Yun-Fat, like I don't, like you said, he wasn't well-known before this movie. And really, I remember when this movie came out and he started to become much more of a household name uh, after this movie. And, and then he had a few more films uh, that were big here. Um, yeah. And I think we were thirsting for something. Like to me, he was a a, a more serious version of Jackie Chan, right? Like Jackie Chan yeah. was great at doing the martial arts, but he also did that comedy bit And that comedy bit, that was a big part of what he did was it was all comedies. Um, Yeah. Chow and Chat, he seemed to have those same martial arts skills, but was much more of a serious actor and and had, had more serious roles. It feels like.
1: Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. And I, but I don't see like he hasn't been in any other big other than pirates of the Caribbean at world's end. Yeah. hasn't really been in any other big american movies since mm-hmm. then um he's been like you know he was in Anna and the King before he was in this um Crouching Tiger, Tiger Hidden Dragon you know and then mm-hmm. he was in Pirates of the Caribbean but most of everything else that he's done he's kind of stuck close to home close to you know what kind of got him the big name which i you know i kind of dig that
0: yeah I mean, he knows, I, I think there's a certain amount of like, that's what he appreciates. That's the cinema he wants to be part of. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's a big star uh, at home and whether he becomes a big star here, doesn't really change that he's successful where he's at. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're going through like what their version of the desert would be. And it looks very much like a Western, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And they they have her on the horse and it's all these guys and she gets off the horse and they're all trying to get her. And she just, I'm going to take you all on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She starts to fight them. And then, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, you know, wait a second. Hold up. I think Mm -hmm. she could
0: have taken them. Oh yeah, she totally could have, and um, she probably could have taken all the whole the whole group there. Um, that that scene was good, and that was where the movie was also kind of problematic for me, because okay, we're kind of getting into you know she stole the sword. We've got the whole plot line going on there, and then this guy shows up out of nowhere. And so to explain his backstory, we have like an hour long movie within a movie that explains like how she met him and like what was yeah. happening, how the relationship developed. And I was like, this is really, really long. And I almost felt like it was two separate movies and it wasn't. And I think that that's part of the the difference in the storytelling style um, that I think just comes with the the difference in cultures and everything. But uh, that part was hard for, <laughs> for me because it just – it was so different from the rest of the movie, but we had to understand who he was and what her relationship with him was, but it was really long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, most movies I, I always tell you that we can, you know, most movies can cut about 20 minutes out of their film. I definitely think there was about a 35 minute, like you could have tightened this movie up a little
0: bit. Yeah, I I think so for sure. And well, and there were so many different, I think, so many different plot lines going on because you've got her stealing the sword. Then you've got the plot line with the Jade Fox who killed his master. And now she shows up and she's tied to her and, you know, but she's stealing the sword independent of what the Jade Fox is wanting to do. And the Jade Fox is kind of just there to kill the police officer. And like, it's all these different stories mixed together. And um, maybe I'm just dumb. I had a hard time following all of it. I don't think I'm, I, you know what I mean? It was just a lot going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think you're dumb. I just think that, again, it's... I think it's... You have an expectation now because I feel like we're kind of... Our brains are kind of set up to watch so many formulated movies because that's what Mm -hmm. America does best. We formulate our movies to fit our audience and so that we can understand, we can sit through them and then we want to watch more of them where this is very much all about the art of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. the art of storytelling. It's a novel put on a movie screen, you know, and so you have to be in the mindset of that. And we haven't had a whole lot of that lately. You know, everything yeah, that cool. the America cinema has given us, even Asian based films and foreign films over the past couple of years, except for Roma. I know everybody liked that movie. It was really hard for me to watch. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I, yeah. Anyway, but um, like <laughs> Parasite had the same kind of storytelling where it was stories inside stories, but the timing of that film was very different. And I think it's because, you know, cinema has changed a little bit. Back when this movie came out, we had movies like The English Patient. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of these big cinematic, dramatic, long, you know, stories that just kind of went on forever. And they, they weren't horrible movies, but we were just in a different... You know, mindset of what we want to see in a movie.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I I do think that this is one of those movies that it is a really good movie, and I don't think I could look at it and say, No, it's not a great movie, but it's not one that I'm going to sit down and say, I'm really in the mood to watch this movie. Like, I've got it. To me, it's similar to like when we talked about The Mission a while back, right? Yeah. The Mission is a good movie, it's a solid movie, but boy, you've got to talk yourself into watching it, you know? Yeah. And, well and I, even then I feel like
1: it's I feel like it's like the passion of the Christ. If you've seen that movie, you only that's, that's, need to see heavy. it. You only need to see it one time, right? Yeah. And you for me when I saw it, like I was sitting in the audience when it was done for a good 10, 15 minutes after the movie was over, and I was just like taking everything in, because you did everything but taste that film. Like all the right. senses were there, right? And it was such an amazingly made film. Take the story out of it. The way Mm -hmm. he made this film and take crazy Mel, like he's crazy, Mm -hmm. but this movie was made amazing, but I can't watch that movie again. And I feel like this is one of those things you want, to, you want everyone to see it one time so you can see the amazing cinematography so that you can see all of the fight scenes, the choreography, the coloring, the costumes, even the acting, um, and then really, like, you don't need to see it again.
0: Right. I would. I would agree with that. Like, it's still amazing and everybody should see it once. But I could also yeah. understand not... But the thing is, I think there are people out there, though, that do really enjoy this movie and probably would watch it over and over again. I think there, I think this appeals to a certain audience out there. I, I know that, um, you know, films from China, films from Japan are big for a lot like these martial arts types, oh, film, yeah. type films are really popular um, with certain people. Uh, and I don't mean that like I'm thinking of a specific group of people, but I know that there's an audience for them.
1: We'll see like <laughs> memoirs of a geisha. I can yeah. watch that movie. I watch that movie probably at least once a year. Because mm-hmm. the story does move quickly. Um, it is a longer movie, but the story for me, I really connect to it. It is such a beautiful movie to just watch. Mm-hmm. But this one is a little bit, it's a little bit different because it's, I don't connect to it so much as except for that it is a, it's a great film, but I don't yeah. really connect to it.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that I really appreciated though um was the two female characters, Jen and, uh, I think Lucien, um, the two main female leads, like they were strong, independent, heroic characters, um, that, I mean, really in the early two thousands, you don't see that as much. Uh, and we're seeing it more and more in cinema, which is great. This is me yeah, going I was on a feminist gonna, role, I'm sorry, but like, I, no, I, I
1: appreciate gonna- it. I was going to bring that up um, because the Asian film culture has been putting females in um, like the lead characters for a really long time. You have this movie of Memoirs of a Geisha, you have Joy Luck Club, you know, mm-hmm. all of these movies that, and that's only the movies that they also brought over here. If you look at the movies that stay inside their country, um, you know, they, we need to follow their lead a little bit with like, they weren't, they're not afraid to put a woman in lead for box office numbers, you know? And
0: and it it took us a really long time and
1: we're still a little squeamish about it. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's good reason why we are. No, there's not a good reason, but there's good reason, but it, it shows that audiences in Asia are much more open to that because if they're not going to be concerned about how it does at the box office, it's because it's doing well at the box office. So that means people don't care. Um, Whereas here we struggle with it. Like I don't, I have no problem. Captain Marvel was a fine movie. I had no problem with the female lead in Captain Marvel. had no problem with Ray in star Wars. I thought she was great, but anytime that we have a movie with a female lead in a role where people typically expect it to be a male there's a lot of negative backlash a lot of vocal negative backlash um, where people are really upset by it uh, I'm and I think that's a bunch of baloney but it's what happens and I think that's why box that's why studios are much more hesitant to do it here because they're nervous that you know it, I mean you look at what happened with Star Wars you look at what happened with Captain Marvel where there was so much on on Twitter and Facebook and where people were so upset by these characters and just hated them. And Ray and captain Marvel were awful characters. They weren't, they weren't any worse than most of the male superheroes that we saw, but people struggled with it because it was a female in a traditionally male role.
1: Well, and I think it's because in the early 2000s, when they were really first trying to jumpstart kind of this woman lead Mm -hmm. character, they weren't writing movies for women. They were replacing movies that were written for men with female characters, with female leads. So like you had Salt is a great, you know, kind of idea for this movie. Salt was made for Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it was made for Tom Cruise. But they said, you know what? We want to put Angelina Jolie in this movie it wasn't really written for a female to be the lead and so it's yeah. very hard for us when you write crappy movies that don't have a woman in mind and you could probably sure people will argue well we should be able to play any role okay but when you're your story centric is based yeah. on a very specific person that movie was written for tom cruise right and they gave it to angelina jolie if it would have been written for angelina jolie or just written in general and they said but you can't just in general write a movie for any character. That's not the way a story works. So now that they're writing movies for female leads, that's when the movies are better, but audiences are hesitant because we've been feeding them crap for years.
0: It's true. And if they, if it wasn't like salt's a good example, but if it wasn't that it was written for a male and they just plugged a female in there, if they wrote it for a female, the way they did it was just poor writing and poor character development, like Catwoman, for example, which is a horrible film. (laughs) And she's a horrible character. She's not well-rounded. She's one dimensional. And those were the kind of the female leads that we saw. Or Electra is another example of a female superhero that was not well-written and not well done. And now I think they're finally putting more, they're making the characters more uh, real. The female leads, and I think that that's a well, good thing. They were hoping- writing
1: these movies; they were writing these female movies for a male audience, right? So they they were writing, they were putting a female as a lead to be attractive to a male audience. So you're basically doing a disservice as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good movie because you're it's she's just a prop and a puppet at this point and they're those are usually side characters in bond movies but now you've put her front and center with almost no backbone no anything right. but she's beautiful so yeah i mean with well, this it, movie with, with Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon they made these women they had this this guts and courage and sorrow yes. and beauty and just everything in there there was so much depth to these characters and they weren't any like and you you can see it in the cinematography as well as that the angles the women were never behind the men like when no. it comes to angles you watch some american movies you know mm-hmm. for a long time <laughs> we won't get into those yeah. today but angles, if you pay attention to angles, the camera is usually at a different angle when it comes to a woman compared to man where he's going to always look more dominant. And it's not like that in this movie. Yes, they make all of the characters at some point or another seem vulnerable. All the characters seem, you know, have a little bit more courage. Like it's a very well-rounded where you're just paying attention to the characters,
0: which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's female characters or male characters, you're just appreciative of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. And the gender is secondary to the character, yeah. which is, which is great. Um, yeah. and I, and I just loved it. And part of me was like, Oh, I want my girls to watch this movie. I mean, probably as they get older and they can understand a little bit more, uh, in depth yeah. and like are able to read, um, because there's a lot of reading involved in watching this movie <laughs> or learn one of those two things. That's, but Let's talk about the ending for a minute, though, because it's okay. not a happy ending. It's not happy at all. That's like, what
1: I kind of love, though. I kind of love that really, it's not a happy ending. This okay. is the thing. When you have a story like that, if it's a happy ending, like I feel like it's so fake. I love it when you have yeah. a movie that has a struggle, a movie that's about war, a movie that's about tragedy. And it doesn't get tied up in a little bow at the end. Yes, I like those movies too, but I love it when, okay, you've just gone through this huge struggle, battle, war, death, all this stuff. And now you're just going to be walking into the sunset, you know, like I like how it's more realistic, but yeah, you're like, oh my gosh.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, he dies. uh, And of course it's the race to try to find him the antidote and they don't get it in time and he dies. And then Jen, Jen, Dies, you know, when she jumps off the bridge or she flies away. I don't know. They leave it open ended, but um, it's just. But I think the saddest part, even aside from from him dying, is when he's using his last breath to tell Lucian that he loves her and has loved her for years. And I thought, man, if there's one message you can take away from this movie, don't waste your life chasing stuff that you don't care about. Like, yeah. Don't wait until the last minute to finally embrace something and say, this is what I love, or this is what I want to do. Like follow your passion and do it. Like they could have had years and years of happiness together, but because both of them were following these unwritten rules and reasons why they couldn't be together, they didn't allow themselves to be happy. And that's the real tragedy is like for him to tell her that at the very end, it's like, man, that's heartbreaking. Don't do that to yourself. Like go out there and like seize the day, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It was a powerful moment for me. (laughs) My wife, I loved her for the first time. No, just kidding. I've told her. Uh, But, but it does make you think like we sit and we, we think about the stuff we want to accomplish, the things that we want to do, what we want to become. And we come up with all these excuses and reasons why it doesn't happen don't do it. Like find a way to make it happen. Go out there and whatever it is that you're passionate about. If it's a person that you just haven't shared that, those feelings with, share those feelings. If it's something that you're passionate about doing, go out and do it. Don't wait until you've got your last breath and then say, you know, I really should have done X, Y, or Z. Well,
1: and I think it speaks to a lot of people that, you know, I think how it spoke to me is, you know, they're fighting this tradition of how they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be. And in a lot of cultures, whether it's religious culture or, you know, um, where you're from, you know, sometimes you'll think that if you don't follow this culture or these set of rules that you're going to live this miserable life, because that's what you're told. You have to do these things and you'll be happy. Um, and you'll make everyone else happy because you'll be following the rules. Whereas, if what if they would have broken the rules, like you said, right away and they would have fought Mm -hmm. for their own happiness. Would it have really bothered? Would they have gone through all these fights? Would they have gone through all of this stuff? And I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. can relate to that, you know, like me and my own past is, you know, you do so many big things in your life to please other people. Mm -hmm. And in the end, when you're pleasing other people instead of yourself and the person that you care about, you end up unhappy because you're trying mm-hmm. to make all these other people happy. And so I feel like this movie kind of really pushes that line of tradition. And especially, you know, in the Asian culture, but I also know like Italian culture where I'm from, Catholic culture, you know, Mormon culture, you've, you, you're you you up against all of these traditions that you're trying to live up to all the time. Um, but in the end, if you're not happy with it, are you really you're you have all of these battles everything that happened in this movie that seemed so long and just like am I going to get through watching this like that's your life that you're trying to get through Mm -hmm. at that point you know so I get I I agree with what you say like figure out how to how to get through it it's going to be hard and it's going to feel like a battle for a minute but I don't think it's going to feel as long as a battle is trying to make other people happy your entire life
0: well end of the day you, you can't right I think we've all had someone in our life, some figure in our life that you've, or maybe it's a lot of people in your life that you try to make happy. And it's so hard because you see that they could still be disappointed. They could still, you know, despite your best efforts and everything that you've accomplished, they may not be happy. And so when you're living to please other people, you're just never going to be satisfied and they're never going to be satisfied. And you can't, you can't control that. And so I think you're right. You've got to, you know, um, you mentioned culture and, growing up in in the religion that I'm in the LDS religion, there's a lot of culture that goes along with that. And I've had to learn in my life, like to separate the culture from the religious part and what I actually believe. And, and it's hard because the culture will pull you one way, but what I believe in my faith pulls me a a different way. And I've had to learn how to follow that and not focus on being what everybody expects you to be. And that's hard to do. It is really, really hard. Yeah, but it's so worth it. Yeah. Once you decide, okay, I'm going to be me. Like I'm at peace with who I am and with my God and everything else. And once you decide to do that, it's better. Yeah. Even if it's, hard. I'm
1: with peace. I'm at peace with who I am and the burrito that I just ate. I shouldn't awesome. have eaten that burrito, like going against every, like, and this isn't to mock you, but like right no, now I, I want to I be this certain person, but I also really wanted to eat this burrito today. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but I mean, that's no. what you've got to figure out is like, what's right for you is people yeah. can tell you all day long and push you to be a certain way, but you've got to figure it out. And I think this movie is so good about if you're really watching what this movie about, it's about making the decisions to go down one road before you're down another road, battling it out for something that you don't even believe in.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and he starts out by saying, you know, I, I didn't finish. I didn't find enlightenment because I couldn't let go. And he never specifies what he couldn't let go of. And I, I think it's her that he couldn't let go of. But he spent all that time and finally realized I need to move on past that. But it, he was at a point in his life and he was so far down that road, like you said, you, you can't turn around. And then, of course, it's even magnified more once he's poisoned. It's like now he's at the point of no return. He can't go back and undo what's been done. Just don't yeah. wait for that moment. Go out and, and seize it. So, yeah. What do we grade this movie? Val Tracy's not here, so we can grade it. What you know? He'd probably give it like an A plus because this is like super cinema y and yeah. it seems like it's right. Um, I give
1: this. I give this movie a solid B because I do think it is such a well made movie, and I do think. That, I mean, I don't think it's for everyone, but I feel like if you enjoy good cinema, if you enjoy good storytelling um, from a different perspective, you should see this movie at least once. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do think, you know, it's so be- it's such a beautiful movie just to watch, to look at um, mm-hmm. and the acting and the characters, all that stuff. So I think Solid B for me um, it would be in an, in an A or a B plus category if it was a little bit tighter in the storytelling. Um, but yeah,
0: it, it's hard for me to give this one a grade. Number one, I feel like I give out a lot of B pluses. And so I feel like I should do something, not a B plus. Um, but I think anytime that you've got a movie that you feel like everybody should see once, I I almost feel like I have to give it at least an A minus, even if it's not my jam necessarily. Like I wouldn't go back and watch this movie over and over again, but where I think it's one that everybody should see at least once because I mean, yeah, the story is long and it needs to be tightened up in places, but it's just so amazing and so beautiful. And really, if you haven't experienced this genre of film before, this is a great one to jump into and see. Uh, And so for that reason, I would probably give it an A minus, Um, Even though it's, it's not my jam, but I think you have to see this movie at least once. All right.
1: So solid B for me, a minus from Jake. I'm sure Tracy would give it an A, a plus, but we're not sure. Maybe he can let us know next week. Um, Next week starts our sports month.
0: I'm so excited for this. There are so many great sports movies out there and there are only five weeks in August. And so we are not even going to cover like, a fraction of the movies that are out there that I would love to talk about. Um, But I'm, I'm thrilled that we're talking about sports movies. I think this is what we need right now because there is sports are just starting to get back going again. Um, We'll see how long it lasts.
1: I do like Jet Li's hero T. Yeah. Um, It it definitely um, very similar, but a little bit uh, the, the rhythm of that movie moved a little bit better but I do think the cinematography for this one was better, but August is my birthday month and I love sports movies with a passion. So I love that we're doing that. And we do have a special guest um, this month um, because we're going to be talking about um, one of Utah's favorite baseball movies and that's Sandlot. And we'll Mm -hmm. announce to you guys later who those special guests will be, but that'll be fun. But next week we're kicking it like, I guess not kicking it. We're home running it
0: home running Um, it there you go perfect (laughs) Uh,
1: with a league of their own one of the best um, baseball movies with best quotes ever Tom Hanks Um, Madonna's in this movie and doesn't suck she's not very good in a lot of other movies but this one she's great in
0: it's pretty much this one and then of course her best performance in Dick Tracy
1: I love Dick Tracy
0: I like Dick Tracy too, but I don't think Madonna was especially good in it. She was much better in this movie, I think. Um, she was okay. But she had, as well, yeah, she, but but she was good in this movie, and we'll talk about this next week. So we don't want to go too yeah. much into it. But Rosie O'Donnell, as her sidekick, was really good in this movie. Like the two of them I feel together, like
1: they should be life sidekicks.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they should be best friends in real life, or we should get more movies with the two of them and their shenanigans. Like it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a League of Their Own is a great movie. Um, it is another time when baseball was shut down, Major League Baseball, and and how they coped with it in that particular scenario. Uh, and who knows, by next week, Major League Baseball may be shut down again. Uh, well, the
1: Mariners game was shut down because twelve people on the team,
0: the Marlins,
1: the Marlins. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the Miami Marlins because. Oh, okay, sorry. Course, I knew everybody's it was got M. COVID down there. I knew
1: it was an M, but um, yeah, because yeah, of the COVID, so there. When people say there's no crying in baseball, I think there's a lot of crying in baseball right now, and that's kind of why we wanted to do Sports Month. We all yes. miss sports. We miss baseball, but they're not all going to be baseball movies. So make sure you guys stick around um, throughout the month because we've got some really good sports movies that we're going to be talking about.
0: Absolutely, and, I, and it's exciting to kick it off with a league of their own. So you'll want to watch that in preparation for next week. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live the same time, uh, same channel, being Facebook, um, and we would love for you to join the conversation. we love to get your feedback uh, in the moment. Uh, you can are, also, the we'll even,
1: are the Mariners,
0: are they even baseball. a baseball team? Yes, okay. yeah. So there's the Seattle At Mariners least we got and the yeah, no, you were right on. I, I get the two confused all the time, and I have to stop and think about it. Um, but, yeah, it was the Miami Marlins. And the only reason it stuck out to me was because, obviously, that county is struggling right now with, with stuff going well, on. Florida's Florida and is
1: just burning down. I feel like Florida yeah. needs some big help.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's – anyway, we're doing the best we can, most of us. <laughs> Um, but if you have Except feedback for the, sh- <laughs> if you have feedback for the show, you can send that to podcastmoviesatmakeus uh, You can also leave your feedback here on this video. Uh, we will have the audio stream for this up uh, probably Wednesday morning. It usually takes me about a day to turn around and get it up there, um, and it will also be on YouTube as well. Um, we appreciate you following us in all the places, and uh, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. No, I got it. I should be.
1: This has been a Stolen Droids media production.